Hey, listener, are you happy with your current chicken wings? Do you wish you had something a little saucier? If you answered yes, then it might be time for you to break up with your old chicken wings and get a new honey. Lemon pepper wing from Popeye's. Share the wings with your friends so they can see it's time to move on, too. Head to Popeye's and get six-piece honey lemon pepper wings for $5.99. At participating U.S. restaurants, price may vary. Remember the Thai cave rescue? What about the mission depicted in Black Hawk Down or the epic rescue shown in Captain Phillips? You've probably heard of all of these, but did you know that U.S. Air Force Special Warfare played a pivotal role in all of them? These airmen are the most highly trained warriors on the planet. Other forces like the SEALs and Army Rangers call on them to provide skills no one else can. Not many people make the cut, but if you think you can, visit AirForce.com to learn more. This is the Busted Open Podcast. You can listen to the full show Monday through Saturday from 9 a.m. to noon Eastern on Sirius XM Fight Nation Channel 156. Welcome to the Busted Open Podcast. This is Dave LaGreca. On today's episode, the king of Saturdays. That's right. Ryan McKinnell and I, for a very first time, do the Busted Open Podcast together. And we talk to Impact Knockouts champion Mickey James. Also, we get into the discussion about Becky Lynch and Charlotte, what happened in the ring and outside the ring right now on the Busted Open podcast. Yeah, and I, I've always said on this show that Mickey James is the first ballot Hall of Famer. She looks comfortable wearing championship gold around her waist. So let's bring her in right now. Yes. Coming off the heels of Bound for Glory on Saturday, which you could see the replay on Fight TV. Let's bring in your new Impact Knockouts champion, Mickey James. Mickey, good morning, champ. How are you? There it is. You see that? Although it is really early here in Las Vegas, but I couldn't resist waking up early to talk to you, my friend. Well, I appreciate so that. Much. Because you're going to have to get used to the schedule now that you're champion, doing all media and everything, because you're the face that runs the place, as I said to another champion <laughs> yeah. earlier in the show. It's true. And... You know, for you too, and and this is a bit of redemption for you. You know, you are a champion. You are a legend. You are a first ballot Hall of Famer. So how does it feel to win championship of gold again like it felt on Saturday? It feels so good. And I honestly, like, um, I didn't think it would matter as much to me as it did in the sense because I have been a champion several times and I've, I've had such a tenured career. And I think, like, you know, we are always, um, we go like, oh, I don't need the championship. It's going to be, you know, I've done so much. And so there was nothing sweeter than winning the championship. I hadn't won a, a championship in eight years, you know, and it's just my last championship was actually, you know, the championship at Impact that I lost against ODB. So when I think about that, I'm going like, wow, it's kind of a long time. And I've done a lot. I've done a lot, but not really for me, you know what I mean? So I had a real, yeah, it was a great moment and it was a really, really great moment. It was powerful um, and it felt good and it felt good and it felt good to shut up Deanna finally, you know? And I'm curious, Mickey, because you, you kind of do, you run down the, a little bit of your emotions and what you felt on Saturday, but that, I mean, 
I feel like it's compartmentalized, right? Because for those of you that lived this, your story, obviously you're at the front and center of that. It is your story. But I think about the, the last run uh, at the other place and the trash bag and the way everything that, like, that came out of that and the way we rode with you and the way that we felt as fans, right? What did this one mean on Saturday given, right, the last few years of your career and what you've had to go through, the adversity, the talk back and forth? I'm just saying, you said it. You've had a lot of accomplishments. Where did this one rank? Because it felt special, Mickey. It was so special. It really, really was so, so special. Like, I'm going to get emotional, but that's kind of what I meant. Like, in these last eight years and all the things that I have done, and I've done some really cool stuff, but for the most part, it was for everybody else. I really didn't do anything for myself. And, and that was a choice. And, and I was so happy to be back where I was and to get, and I thought that, that would happen for me. So I could kind of then, you know, do whatever. Cause I'm, you know, there's a, there's just so much more layers to it now. And then, you know, I, I sure. leave and then how I left and all the things, but then, you know, I did, empower was able to head up in power and that was really cool but then to come back and then to have a chance at, at you know having the championship again and I go like actually this is a real chance to actually have a shot at the championship again and I, you know what I mean and then I mean Saturday was beautiful it was, it was I'm here in Vegas um the people were behind me and to have that real love behind me and for them to be on fire and they were with it all night to have a, this is awesome chant. Um, and there's no doubt, like you said, Deanna is probably one of the best wrestlers I've ever been in the ring with, not just of like today, but legit that I've ever been in the ring with. She is incredible. Um, with, even with all the coming to my house and doing all the dirty crap, she's incredible out there and I knew I was going to be up for a fight and I think that has been the major question from the audience from you know from whoever of like yes right. Mickey is amazing and she's a legend but can she really hang with someone like Deanna and the answer is yes I can hang with someone like Deanna because I mean there wouldn't be a Deanna without Mickey James that's the reality or without and not just me and I don't put just myself but there's been I can still go. Like I never stopped going. What happened was, is I just became less selfish and started doing more for other people than for myself. And I, this one, it wasn't a selfish move, but it was like, it felt good. It felt good to win again and to remind myself that I can win and it's okay um, to be awesome. And I don't have to apologize for it. So yeah, it was good. It you know, Vicky, your your words hit home for a lot of different reasons. Uh, Mark Henry and I uh, taped a show that you can listen to on the Busted Open podcast that dropped on Sunday. It's a master's class, and we talk about being welcomed. Like he talks, he he shares stories about when he was welcomed into the world of pro wrestling, and I share my stories as well. But I also confess some things on that episode, and it's about kind of like the way you're perceived, and I'm perceived a certain way here. Uh, because I, I host a, a pro wrestling show and it's not mm -hmm. everyone's cup of tea. So it doesn't matter how much success that I have or this show has, you only get so many accolades from people because you're kind of treated a certain way because of the show right. that I do. Uh, do you feel that way as well? Like in your career, I, I, I mentioned it all the time when I talk about your first ballot hall of famer, you're somebody that deserves accolades all the time, but you don't, you, you, you didn't really get those accolades no matter what you accomplished. You know, not so much that you want a pat on the back, but you want the respect that comes with 
success. Uh, right. Did it did it mean for you to move back to Impact Wrestling to really, you know, kind of get your accolades, so to speak, from the world of pro wrestling? Um, yes and no. I mean, obviously, I'm doing some really great, great stuff at NWA as well. Yes. I think it's just like when you think about like where I made myself, where I really like I, someone sent something to me where it was like 19 years ago I was on the first ever impact and you see me with my little hands in the air it's very much mickey james's face and then the stuff with raven um and, and the flock at the time but obviously i went to wwe and that was my dream to go there and i was able to have an, an, an illustrious career that first run and do some really really my first one was awesome even the second run but i feel like my second run this last run was not what I guess I expected or I'd hoped for, and maybe it's because I didn't fight enough for it, but I'd hoped for if I had done enough for everybody else, I would at least get that little bit of love on the out. And um, I didn't. And that's okay because kudos to uh, Impact for, you know, I think it was cool that they would welcome me back. It was cool that I was given the platform to put together in power at NWA. Had that not happened because here I thought, I'm going to have this amazing, I was so excited to go back to WWE. I'm going to have this amazing run. I'm going to work with all these awesome new girls, get in front of this fresh audience. And I'm going to, you know, probably retire back home is what I felt like. I'm going to retire there in a really cool way. Um, and it did not happen that way because perhaps, you know, I got, for whatever reason, it just didn't happen that way. Um, and I left and I was so disheartened and, and like brokenhearted, you know, like, um, so to be able to then leave and do so much more powerful stuff that actually is stronger work. It's like more powerful work because it's, um, you know, laying that foundation behind the scenes of like setting up for the future and, and different levels of like for the women. And then to then be able to go back to impact and have, you know, come back and get the love from the fans and to hear hardcore country again, which I really wanted to do, you know, there, but to like be able to do that. And the fans like, that's what they love that song. And they love that song. Cause I was going to do grown ass woman. I was like, maybe I'll just use grown ass woman or use a new song. And I'm like, you know, no, they love hardcore country and it's cool. And I, so, um, yeah. And then to have a shot at the championship and, and to be put in that immediate and to be treated like, no, you, deserve to be champion and you deserve to be because you're a badass and, and don't you know we forget we forget because we spent we're so humbled and we're told to be humbled for so long that we're humbled and so we don't always see it we don't always see what other people see you know because yeah. we're still trying to prove something we always constantly feel like oh i have to you know prove myself or we're comparing ourselves or whatever the case may be and we forget sometimes. And it's nice to be gently reminded, you know. And they've done a lot of that. They've done a lot of that for me. And NWA's done a lot of that for me. And so I'm really, really grateful sitting on the other side now of it, you know. It wasn't so, you know, not when it first happened, David. I was very upset. Um, but now sitting here in this seat with a with a shiny new championship, it's a whole new version of the Impact Knockouts World Championship. Um uh, it's pretty and um, I really like it. And I, it's like, yeah, because it's like, you know, wasn't something I had in mind, but I'm like, I'm not going to turn down a chance to do that again. Plus I can round it up and I finally made double digits. 
<laughs> well, Mickey, really quick, because <laughs> I, I, and, and what you're saying is not being lost because 2021 and there's still two months left to 2021 started off rocky. But you have NWA in power, you, your creative mind coming up with something that everybody loved. I didn't see I, nobody had a bad word to say about those shows. And you were you were a part of that NWA 73 and NWA in power. But then, like, to win this championship with Impact, coming home and winning this championship. So kudos to you because a lot of people, hey, going out the way of a major company like the way you did, you could easily have fallen apart. But you, like, came back stronger than ever. And you can make the case that this might be, when it's all said and done, one of your best years of your career. It's it's amazing when you put it into those terms. Yeah, actually it is. It, I, I already feel that way. It's probably one of the best years of my career, um, especially considering everything that's happened. And, you know, and I think because it's not just about like that in-ring work and, oh, I've had some really great matches and five-star matches and I made the PWI, whatever it is, you know, it's like, yeah. I didn't make, I didn't even make the cut. You know why? I didn't have enough matches to be listed in the PWI thing. Granted, I was in the magazine because of Empower. And I think the work that that show did, um, and there was a lot of kickback coming back. Like there's a lot of love from the people who actually love me or like are open-minded and they love women's wrestling as much as they just love wrestling, you know? Cause that's how I look at it. It's not just about, it's wrestling, right? Um, but there's a, you know, I, you know, there's been a lot of love for me um, on the other side of it. And to be able to do this powerful work that hopefully uh, makes some real change for the future, but then to come back, you know, after that too, and go like, to be a champion again, you know, and for a female to be a champion at 42 years old. And even though that's not old, but for a female, apparently that's, you know, it's, it's older. Um and, and to knock down that, like, you know, barrier of like that kind of perception of, of what, you know, what the, the stigmas are for when, how old you can be when you hold a, a ladies championship. So that's pretty cool too. Um, yeah, there's just so many things. There's so many factors and I'm just, I'm feeling really, although I don't sound it because I got a bit of a cold, I feel great. I feel great. And I'm just, I'm really, ha I'm so happy. I'm so happy. And I'm so happy that I'm, I was actually, things happened the way they did. So I could be reminded because like I said, you know, I think I forgot. I think I forgot. Yeah. Well, not 42. Uh, Mickey, I was at the uh, TV tapings last night for Impact. I was there at Bound for Glory as well. But uh, I'm just a little teased. We'll pull back the curtain a little bit uh, when they do see you on TV from these TV tapings. Yeah, not 42. My God, the outfit that you were wearing last night. I'm not going to give too much away, but uh, fire. I'm going to leave it at that. Now, you said uh, going back. I knew I recognized your T-shirt. Hey. How yeah, well, you, you know, so yeah, I also have a early bushy tailed. Uh, that is just my natural. That's my default, Mickey James. Most people uh, I'm running. I have monster energy drink running through my blood. But uh, yeah, that's a story for a different time. Listen. Uh, yeah. And I also I have a very familiar indie pro wrestling pro wrestling uh, face. You see me at Sam's Town. You see me anywhere. Uh, I'm big, bald and hairy. I'm basically your average uh, pro wrestling fan. Oh, you better quit it. You better quit. <laughs> hey, I wore my, but you I know what? It. Because hey. I go, uh, I look at some of the sexiest women and some of the women that I think are just like absolute icons 
in the world and in, in the not in wrestling in the world which is are way bigger stars and you look at jennifer aniston you look at j-lo these women are just like iconic you can't touch them yes. even still today and they're in their 50s you know 50s hey hey elizabeth hurley elizabeth hurley shout out elizabeth hurley as well go Salute. ahead go I'm ahead lizzie you, you know just, get, get it, Lizzie. So, get it. Lizzie. I like so, how yeah. I like I like how we're friends. I like how we're friends now with Elizabeth Hurley, and she's now Lizzie. Yeah. Uh, but no, listen. I, I know we're I, I know we're kind of up against it, but I did have to ask you because uh, uh, listen, uh, the WWE run. You mentioned the second run. It didn't go. It had these grandiose plans. It didn't go exactly how you wanted. But life in pro wrestling has a weird way of kind of like, especially with like the story, we lived it with you. I referenced the trash bag. Like a lot of people know what you went through, not obviously the full extent, but we rode with you right now. You find yourself in impact. The story, you know, obviously what you've done with NWA, I don't want to call it a second or a third act. It's just a continuation of the story. And for me, Mickey, I'm infinitely more intrigued. I think now with what you're doing than what you could have done, even in WWE, WWE because the forbidden door is open impact is killing it like I mean Jordan Grace is doing her thing you mentioned Deanna Perrazzo obviously you got to shut her up but what I'm saying is is the options now at your disposal in terms of being a champion and the stories you can tell I feel is deeper and more rich than it's ever been that's got to be invigorating Mickey James Oh, it's so invigorating, so exciting. And I've always said that I will, like, especially when I left, when I go like, you know what? I want to do business with anyone who wants to do business with Mickey James. You know, like I want to do business and do it the right way. Um, but, you know, a lot of people are spending time like doing this, you know, this company versus this company. And I tell you what, NWA and Impact are like the smoking guns in the back because they're doing some of the best stuff, honestly, in my opinion, on television, storyline-wise, matches-wise, the women especially, are strongest women division, not the knockouts. The Impact has always been ahead of the curve with the women's division. Yes. They yes. have always 100%. been, you know, doing it right by the knockouts before it was cool to do it right by your ladies. You know what I mean? Like, those women, if you look at the matches that Gail and and kong had i was able to have a main event match in a cage against tara lisa victoria you know whatever you want to call her you know i i had my first cage match really legitimately against madison at impact you know you think about these they were doing they were doing stuff and pushing down and breaking those barriers or not even seeing them as barriers for women well before anybody else um and, you know, the talent, that's the beautiful thing is like, um, and, and it's cool to see that like, oh, this versus us versus them or whatever. But at the same time, sure. At, as a wrestler sitting in the wrestler seat, you go like one thing that I have done and, and I'm really grateful for is that because like I said, when it reminded me, I've been able to take my power back. And so now I, I make my choices and I make my own calls, you know, like I, I no longer have to go like, oh, well, maybe, or I'm going to appease this person or do like. If I don't want to, I'm not going to, because I don't, that's what I had to remind myself. Like, you know what, you've been doing this a long time and the guys get to call their shots like that. If they don't want to do it, they don't do it. Why are you ho-humming and like pretending like you have to, you don't have to do anything. I was like, oh yeah, that's right. I don't have to do anything I don't want to do. So I'm not doing anything I don't want to do anymore. Uh, Good for you. uh, But I'm also, you know, to be able to have that power back and, and, 
to be able to do all this other cool stuff like this quite possibly like, like it could be probably the best you know year of my career at least in the last decade for sure like in in a long time and Pretty and cool. it's it's crazy to think that you know it's it's really crazy so well you yeah. said you grew up watching the wwe there might be a, a young person watching you right now holding that impact championship saying i want to be like mickey james you know i think that the way people perceive pro wrestling right now and perceive you and you getting that freedom creative, what you've been able to do since having yeah. that freedom, you, you put on a show like NWA Empower, and then you win the yep. impact knockouts championship. Mickey, I love you. Thank you so much for the I time. Congratulations. So and I can't wait to talk to you soon. Yay. Look right here. Champ. The champion. Look at that. I Look at that. It. Look, Grant Cardone is going to come in hot at me if I keep hitting that 10 time, 10 time, 10 time, 10 time, 10 time, 10 time. I, don't, I, can, I can never keep count. So I usually stop about eight, but you know. I love it. I love huh. it. That's the picture right there. <laughs> Mickey James, your Thanks, Impact guys. Knockouts champion. Thank you so much for the time, Thank and you. we appreciate it. Thank you. I, I appreciate you. Hey everyone, Lindsay Rhodes here. And with the NFL season underway, I am thrilled to announce that my podcast, The NFL Roadshow, will be dropping three times a week. On Mondays, we're going to recap the most interesting stories to come out of the NFL weekend. Wednesdays are going to be for a bit of a deeper discussion. And on Fridays, we're going to bring you the best of my SiriusXM fantasy show with the great Michael Fabiano, Fantasy Dirt. So please, subscribe today, wherever you stream your podcasts or listen on the SXM app, included with most subscriptions. Two people we, we're not too sure about, Ryan, is Becky Lynch and Charlotte Flair. Oof. Now, let's start from the beginning. Obviously, uh, Becky and Charlotte uh, drafted, you know, you, Becky, you're, Becky, who was drafted by Raw, a Raw woman, uh, on the Raw roster, shows up at SummerSlam. I, I checked, I did. When that match started, I checked on WWE.com to see if Becky was still a member of the Raw roster, she was, but by the end of that match, she was now moved over to the SmackDown roster. Uh, And Becky now being drafted to (laughs) Raw as the SmackDown Women's Champion. Charlotte being drafted to SmackDown as your Raw Women's Champion. So we were debating on this show, Bully and I were debating about how how are they going to do this? What was going to happen? Was there going to be a match? And we're both, and the nation as well, are playing. Please just don't have an exchange. Let's not be so small-minded and uncreative to have a, an exchange on SmackDown. Yeah. What do they do? They have an exchange on SmackDown. But... You know what? Unbeknownst to us. We got a story. We got a story, Dave. (laughs) Yeah, we actually got a story. And I don't know if it was meant to be a story by the WWE. It's very, very interesting. But so we're seeing it played out and we're going and they're going back and forth as they probably would and should. And then you get Charlotte Flair holding that SmackDown Women's Championship. Or the Raw Women's Championship, I should say. And she throws it to the ground. Not much later, Becky takes the SmackDown Women's Championship and throws it at Charlotte. And Charlotte just let it fall to the mat. Now, I don't know what was going on there. It seemed like that was all part of what was supposed to take place on SmackDown. You find out later all these reports that that is not the way things were were supposed to go down. People were angry. People were upset. So 
Ryan, is is this something that they can make it? This is this a little to do about nothing? I mean, what's your thoughts about everything that went down on SmackDown Friday night? Well, for something that it felt like, you know, these new belt exchanges right now that we've we've got them on multiple shows and, and multiple divisions. We've got women's champs, and it, 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 it's obviously um, it's obviously a bit of a new era, right? And I felt like that the these title exchanges were becoming the new contract signings where it was this, like, kind of, like, lazy throwaway piece of creative where it was just like, are you like you said, Dave, you were hoping something was going to happen. Well... We got something happen. We had something happen, right? Uh, But it was not scripted. It was this organic sort of relationship that Becky and Charlotte, which we've been watching over years, right? Like the, the breakdown reportedly of this relationship. I don't know if it was, I don't think it started. It, I don't think it was meant to be what it is today, which seems like uh highly personal. I don't know what parts of the report are true, what are untrue, but we have multiple reports now that Charlotte was, you know, let out of the building uh, by security. Like it's a really uh, sticky situation for lack of a better phrasing, right? I'll say this, Dave, you have to make this a part of the actual storyline. You have to run with this. This is, I'm not saying you have to do it right now, but you've got to circle back on this come mania. If you want to, like, it looks like Survivor Series. She made a reference that, you know, I'll see you at Survivor Series or I'll see one of you at Survivor Series. Like they're, they're, there's possibilities here, right? Like the writing is on the wall. They should follow up with this. I would imagine they're going to follow up with this, but I would go all the way. I would lean into it. I would, I know there's, you know, relationships there that you've got to manage, but this is too good to ignore Dave. Yeah. And and that's the thing that's odd, Ryan, because if you look at it right now on paper, I mean, it doesn't make a lot of sense because they're on different brands. You know, like, you know, you have this company because it was really supposed to be about Sasha. And, you know, according to all the reports that are out there that it didn't hit the script until Sasha actually came out. Everything that happened before that was completely off script. I don't know how true that is, but I mean, yeah, it's hard to follow up on this when they're both on different brands. That's what I hate about the brand split because you have two of the yes. biggest talents that can't touch each other because they're on different shows. Well, that's good. You, you run a little bit of a tease at Survivor Series. You have them have an absolute banger of a match or you have them get in there. And then you – I don't know what you do with the story now until WrestleMania, but I – Listen, this is so good, and it's been good for years. Like, I remember, I think it was your first time on the Jarrah Cruise, uh, Dave, which was, I think, my first time ever filling in on this show or close to it. I think it was my first time working with Mark. This was like three years ago. We it was. It's actually three show. years ago right now because the Jericho Cruise is actually out at sea as we speak, and it was three okay. years ago to the day that you filled in for me. Holy cow. I didn't know yep. that. That's pretty cool. A little yeah. bit of synergy there, a little bit of busted open history. But um, we had Becky Lynch on that date, I remember, because you were very jealous. Big Becky Lynch fan. And I understand. I was very excited to have her on. But that was kind of that was before her run is she kind of made reference to Beatrix Kiddo and Kill Bill. And she had this list that she wanted to take people out. She was kind of finding that voice as the man. And it was also I believe it wasn't. Off screen, I don't know. I can't speak to it. But on screen, it was the deterioration of the Charlotte and Becky relationship. And she was talking about how Charlotte was complaining about 
harder schedule. And, you know, Becky's like, I want to have that schedule. I want to be able to complain. I want to be up at 4 a.m. doing the interviews. I want the responsibility. She doesn't, right? And I think back to that, obviously, you know, on some level that's, you know, tied to my experience in this business. Uh, But then I think back to everything that we've seen since then. Ronda Rousey, Sasha Banks, the matches, the storylines. This Charlotte and Becky storyline has been going strong. And Dave, I think we're just reaching the best parts of it. And you know, listen, Sean and Brett, like, I mean, listen, I, I, you could take a million different examples of when pro wrestling, Roman and John, John and Rock, you can keep going down the list. It's best when it's real. And these two women are professionals. They may not like each other very much right now. Charlotte might be going through some stuff, right? Like they might be having, you know, paranoia and jealousy and all the things that go into any job. Now amplify that into the pro wrestling business. It's getting really good, Dave. It's as good as it's ever been between these two. And it's only going to get better, I would imagine. And again, these two are professionals. They'll be able to put their personal shit aside and tell a really good story. And again, it's best when it's personal. Ryan, I, I agree. And, and Bully preaches that here on Busted Open all the time. What's the best wrestling when there's a little reality to what's going on? Uh, you know, look at Edge and Matt Hardy. Look at Jeff Jarrett and Kurt Angle. You know, maybe let's look at Charlotte and Becky Lynch. Like you just said, you brought up Shawn Michaels and Bret Hart. There was real-life animosity between these two. But they were professionals, so they had no problem once they stepped into that ring. Right. But the tensions were real. Or... Mark or Orion, we don't we don't know what is real and what's not real. That's kind of the magic of pro wrestling, right? When That's a good point. The, the, all this talk could be complete bullshit. This could be us them working us right now via, you know, insiders and social media. Maybe Charlotte and Becky are laughing right now as we're talking about this and saying this is going to be big money at Survivor Series or WrestleMania. Who knows? Wouldn't wouldn't that be great? Wouldn't that be so awesome if that was the reality of the situation and this was a new way to do storytelling as opposed to having a talent getting let out of the building in handcuffs and kicking out police uh, cruiser windows or whatever we see on TV? It's kind of like, a well, the new Halloween Kills movie is out, right? And it's obviously very in-your-face and it's very bloody, but I think back to the first Halloween, right? John Carpenter did such a great job in that movie not using blood, not using violence. It was all about what was in the mind. It was all about what you couldn't see. Well, let's apply that to right now with storytelling in WWE. Let's make it more about what you can't see. And yes, let's use those different avenues to tell the story. Let's use the quote unquote insiders. And I know David's or, uh, you know, Dave, uh, uh, Vince has, as we talk about the, <laughs> the reporters and the back and forth, uh, you know, Vince has yeah. used those before in the past and, and plugged in different stories. But if you were to do it in a, in a, in a cast a wider net, essentially, Dave, that could be a really cool way to tell stories. Now I, don't think that's the situation here but if it was if we came out two years from now or three years from now that we were all being worked and this was a part of the storyline i that would tickle me pink well and and you talk about creatively we we talked a lot about this morning about wrestlemania 35 that main event between charlotte becky and ronda the best part of that is what they were doing on social media it wasn't really what was being played out on tv they use social media in such a way that it really got fans excited for that main event Yep, absolutely. That's a great point that uh, 
that entire sort of buildup, the back and forth and the uh, the vitriol and the venom, we didn't know what was real and what wasn't. So uh, that's when it's best. That's when it's best, when it's personal, when the lines are blurred. And then obviously when you have elite A-level five-star stars like we're dealing with yep. with these uh, various players. I mean, they're supremely talented and you know they're going to deliver. So uh, exciting times, Dave. And when you talk about social media, Andrade uh, coming out on social media and making a remark about the WWE that I won't repeat. Like, Ryan, that that adds to the mystique of it as well because everybody that's a, that's a hardcore fan, and let's face it, Ryan, most of pro wrestling fans are hardcore fans. And I don't mean that in a negative way. They're like, they're like hockey fans that... They have to have. They have to consume everything. They have to know everything that's going on. There's very, very few like on the fence mainstream fans when it comes to pro wrestling. They know Andrade and Charlotte are together. They know Andrade wasn't happy in the WWE and is now with AEW. So that kind of adds to the mystique of it as well. Yeah, absolutely. The Busted Open Nation is certainly paying attention to what Andrade is tweeting out on a Friday night. And yeah, that 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 certainly adds to the uh, element of just what the hell is going on. Because clearly, Dave, emotions are running high in uh, multiple companies. Busted Open is part of the SiriusXM Sports Podcast Network. The producers are Gabby Laspisa and Josh Friedman. Sound designed by Neri Bailon. Andy King is the director of sports podcasting for SiriusXM. Special thanks to SiriusXM's senior vice president of sports programming and podcasting, Steve Cohen, and SiriusXM Fight Nation program director, Marissa Rivas. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. With the Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card, you can earn unlimited 2% cash rewards on purchases you want and purchases you need. That means you earn 2% cash rewards on what you want, like season tickets to watch your favorite team, and 2% cash rewards on what you need, like paying for parking. That's the beauty of the Active Cash Credit Card. It's ready when you are with unlimited 2% cash rewards. The Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card. That's real life ready. Terms apply. Learn more at wellsfargo.com slash active cash.